Emmy award-winning comedian John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time only on Netflix. Good evening, Los Angeles. Thank you all for coming out. Welcome to Love It or Leave It. It's the first day of Black History Month, and you know what that means. It's time to find out what Equinox and DoorDash are doing to honor the past and present and future via Instagram stories. Is that how you pronounce it? Instagram? We've got, never heard it said. We've got a great show for you. Will Miles shall judge the year's best political zinger so far. Lacey Mosley is back for an important cultural exchange. And Dulce Sloan returns to regale us with stories of love before giving you advice on your own pathetic romantic exploits. As Valentine's Day peeks his little head out of its burrow like a horny Punxsutawney Phil. And we shall each share one of our favorite moments of black history. And yeah, I have one. (laughs) But first, let's get into it. What a week. The New York Times reports that Taylor Swift was on a wish list of potential surrogates for the Biden campaign, and it caused a bunch of right-wingers to lose their entire minds, helpfully collected here by The Recount. We have had enough of Taylor Swift for now. She shouldn't be liberal. She should be a total conservative, given what, given everything. The Pentagon PSYOP unit pitched NATO on turning Taylor Swift into an asset. Yesterday, she flew private from New York City to Baltimore, yet she constantly talks about climate change. So... Just please don't believe everything Taylor Swift says. We're all begging you. I think she should just stick to her singing and let her love life be what it is. The New York Times just speculated she's a lesbian. A new poll shows 18% of voters are likely to vote for whichever candidate Taylor Swift endorses. Uh Uh-oh. Biden effectively has Taylor Swift as his VP. Single post of hers led to 35,000 new registrants. That's arguably more power than the president. She's sharing links. And her boyfriend, Travis Kelty, sponsored by Pfizer? Uh, 10 out of 10. Why can't the right be normal about Taylor Swift? They could learn a thing or two from her fans who just yell at her for not being the same Taylor Swift who appears in their erotic lesbian fanfic. Trump has reportedly reacted to the possibility of a Biden-Swift alliance by claiming that he's more popular than Swift with more diehard fans than she has. Okay. Let's prove it. Name a stadium. Any stadium, not just in America. Name a stadium on planet Earth. She'll tell people to come. You'll tell people to come. (laughs) Now, maybe you're thinking, Trump, okay, she has more diehard fans, but my diehard fans are armed. Sorry, sir. But your diehard fans are her diehard fans' dads. And the code on the gun safe is mom's birthday. (laughs) That didn't work when we tried it. Barely worked here. But sometimes that's not my fault, that's your fault. Thanks. In fact, Trump has been declaring to people around him that no amount of A-list endorsements will help Biden beat him. Trump allies began floating bizarre conspiracy theories about Swift and her football boyfriend after the Chiefs made it to the Super Bowl. Vivek Ramaswamy tweeted, I wonder who's going to win the Super Bowl next month. And I wonder if there's a major presidential endorsement coming from an artificially, culturally propped up couple this fall. First of all, Taylor Swift endorsed Joe Biden in 2020. She'll hopefully do it again. And I hope she does as much for the Biden campaign as possible. 
but it is insane to use the same cadence and tone to claim that a person is going to endorse someone they already endorsed and to claim that the Super Bowl itself is a massive conspiracy by the woke Jews. And to be clear, Vivek didn't say it was the Jews, but anyone nodding at this conspiracy theory is not picturing a boardroom filled with Episcopalians. Speaking of the woke mind virus, the CDC announced Tuesday that syphilis has surged to its highest rate of new, <laughs> of new infections in the U.S. since 1950. See, we never talk about the upside of having an ancient president. Biden is one of the few leaders who was fucking the last time this country went through something like this. South Dakota leads the syphilis surge with a reported 87 infections per 100,000 people, more than twice the infection rate of the next most impacted state, New Mexico. Yeah, but it's not South Dakota's fault that the visitor center at Mount Rushmore is one nonstop fuckfest. You try looking up at those four giant sexy ass heads and not get irrepressibly horny. Speaking of civilist ravaged brains, Donald Trump continued to wedge himself into congressional border negotiations over the weekend. He proudly claimed credit for the holdup. Please blame it on me, please. Because they were getting ready to pass a very bad bill. And I'll tell you what, a bad bill is, I'd rather have no bill than a bad bill. Hey man, listen, you can't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. That's your job. You're the enemy of the good. <laughs> when asked if Trump's intervention was holding up the bill, Speaker Mike Johnson scoffed at the idea, but added this. I have talked to, to former President Trump about this issue at length. President Trump is the one that talked about border security before anyone else did. He ran on, as you remember, Building the wall. Why? Because he saw this catastrophe coming. Also, to answer your other question, no, this is not a dog collar with an obvious leash snaking out of my sleeve into Donald Trump's hand. That's something else. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but not every Republican is on Trump's leash. Nikki Haley, who we now love, stopped by the breakfast club to shit talk Donald Trump to Charlemagne. How has Trump changed politics for the good and the bad? He's made it chaotic. He's made it self-absorbed. He's left that a president should have moral clarity and know the difference between right or wrong. And he's just toxic. President Biden said on Tuesday that he decided on a response to the attack on U.S. forces that injured dozens and killed three service members, but didn't say what that response would be. On Wednesday... The House passed a $78 billion bipartisan tax bill that increases the child tax credit while also restoring corporate tax breaks. Boy, I know if Mike Johnson had his way, I'd be lobotomized and put in a Christian home for degenerate perverts. But actually, that sounds nice. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. While talking to the press about the bill, Grover Norquist, president of the anti-tax group Americans for Tax Reform, compared tax cuts to sex, saying they were still worth making even when not as good as they could be. Tax cuts are like sex, Norquist continued. I only enjoy it when I know someone is suffering. Tax cuts are like sex, Norquist continued. Both make me cum. Tax cuts are like sex, Norquist continued. Real wet and goopy. Okay, wait. I fucked up the analogy. I'm sorry. The tax bill now heads to the Senate where it's not certain to pass. When asked about it, Senator Chuck Grassley explained, uh, I think passing a tax bill that makes the president look good may allow checks before the election means that he can be reelected and then we won't extend the 2017 tax cuts. Chuck Grassley is 90 years old. You want him to remember to pretend to have a legitimate reason to oppose a bill? He calls any woman under 70 within 10 feet of a telephone, the girl. For 90, he's crushing. Who could do it better? Any 50 year old? Sure. Fine. 
whatever. Meanwhile, Missouri Congresswoman and squad member Cori Bush confirmed that she's being investigated by the Justice Department for using campaign funds to pay for security. Where you cut down a George Santos, five more George Santoses will grow, cried George Santos, scampering across the ceiling. Bush denies any wrongdoing, saying in a statement, as a rank and file member of Congress, I am not entitled to personal protection by the House and instead have used campaign funds as permissible to retain security services. Any reporting that I have used federal funds for personal security is simply false. Last February, Bush married her security guard, then kept him on the campaign payroll for security services. It's like no one has ever seen the bodyguard. What was she supposed to do? Not fall in love? I don't know how much we're allowed to play. That's it. (laughs) On Sunday, former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said she wants the FBI to investigate protesters calling for a ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war. Honey, we're way ahead of you, said a deep cover Portland area FBI agent snapping his clip-on septum ring back into place. (laughs) Meanwhile, the Capitol Visitor Center accused Republican Congressman Rich McCormick of unsafe actions while on a tour of the Capitol's dome for doing pull-ups on a crossbar suspended hundreds of feet above the ground while his staff filmed it. Get ready with me while I plummet to my dev. (laughs) Honestly, I do think this sounds like one of the safest things the Republicans done in the Capitol lately. I think we'd all rather he parkour off Daniel Webster's statue into the reflecting pool than text an insurrectionist what Elon Omar is wearing while trying to require phrenology in America's schools. (laughs) That's next. The woke police took the fucking white skulls out of the building. You know what I mean? With the little lines on it. Where you can tell he's got a degenerate chin. <laughs> that kind of thing. Don't bring it back. Just remember, this isn't working here, but you'll remember. A couple years from now, you think, that wasn't that funny. But he was right. They do think phrenology is true again. Now you really will remember. Phrenology will come back. Speaking of daring do in Congress, Capitol Police closed their investigation into the gay Senate sex tape that hit the internet in December, admitting that there's no evidence a crime was committed, but that there was likely a violation of congressional policy. What lawyer stuck that likely in there? <laughs> likely a violation of congressional policy? Women have to cover their shoulders on the House floor, but you can't find a spot in the handbook that says you can't fuck on Amy Klobuchar's desk. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> In the immortal words of Airbud, ain't no rule says a twink can't get railed in a Senate hearing room. <laughs> it's a rare win for sodomy. Uh, speaking of hot guy on guy action, the police chief of Oak Creek, Colorado, has been placed on restricted duties after an incident at a local bar where he allegedly tried to stop the performance of an all male group called the Magic Hunks. Why, you ask? Because no way they had a permit for all those guns. Awooga. <laughs> all the. <laughs> Is that a nightstick in your uniform, or are you just happy to see us? Oh, fuck, it's a nightstick. The police chief was in uniform and on duty and was recorded slamming his hand down on the stage and rushing toward the hunks in an apparent attempt to stop their dancing. Oddly enough, he also had three crisp $1 bills out. After two years of uncertainty, the highest court in sports has disqualified Russian figure skater Kamila Valieva from the 2022 Beijing Olympics for doping. Valieva denied the charges after exploding Kool-Aid man-like through the exterior wall of the courthouse. The decision means that members of the U.S. Olympic figure skating team who finished second behind the Russians will now receive gold medals. It counts, said the team's parents, setting up a little podium in their backyard while scream crying the Star Spangled Banner. Imagine training for this moment your entire life and then getting your Olympic gold medal in the mail. Credit card offer, gas bill, Olympic gold medal, jury duty. (laughs) 
Speaking of people who have let drugs ruin their career, Elon Musk's crumbling husk of Twitter announced that it will hire 100 content moderators to work at a new trust and safety center of excellence in Austin, Texas. Oh, this just in. 200 eyeballs have melted out of 100 skulls in Austin, Texas. What are 100 fucking people going to do? It's unbelievable. 100 people. Busy. <laughs> busy. How was work today, sweetie? It was busy. <laughs> busy, 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 busy. <laughs> Elon Musk isn't just not smart. He's so fucking stupid. What a disappointment. Busy, busy. <laughs> delete, 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 delete. My deleting finger. Delete, 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 delete. <laughs> so much AI porn. Uh, <laughs> all right. The decision was announced just a few days before ex-CEO Linda Yaccarino's scheduled appearance at a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing on online safety. You can rebuild again. You did it once, Linda Yaccarino told herself, frantically packing her suitcase. Just buy a train ticket, pick out a new ridiculous sounding name, and tomorrow a whole new life begins for Helen Blabino. <laughs> Helen Blabino. Linda Yaccarino. <laughs> I'm Linda Yaccarino, and we take public safety very seriously at X. That's why we hired 100 people <laughs> to monitor the internet. <laughs> we got 100 guys on it now. <laughs> You'll never believe how good these 100 people are. But boy, are they busy. No time for barbecue. Busy, busy. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. 100 people. What the fucking planet? What, the, what is happening? I, un I deleted it from my phone. Ugh. <laughs> really, really gonna lose it today. <laughs> busy, busy. <laughs> At the hearing, senators grilled the CEOs of Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok for giving predators powerful new tools to exploit children, distracting them from their very important work at the slaughterhouse, chided Lindsey Graham. Also this week, Elon Musk announced that his company Neuralink had implanted one of its brain devices in a human for the first time. It's too soon to tell if the device has conferred any benefit on the recipient, Musk explained. We'll need to wait a bit and see if the guy in the control group also twists off his own head. <laughs> Musk, who provided no details about the procedure that installed a chip in a person's brain, wrote that the patient is recovering well and that initial results show promising neuron spike detection. Added Musk, the patient has been emitting what I would call the good guy kind of scream. <laughs> I just want to be clear that these are about the same person. The same person who said, don't worry, we hired a hundred people to protect you on the internet. It's also the guy that said, lie down right there. Yes, yes. Skull up. <laughs> Shh. When you wake up, I'll put something in your brain. Yep, me, Elon Musk. Sure, the cars all rattle. Over... <laughs> Yeah, that's right. If you close the trunk the wrong way, you'll lose a finger. When I'm thinking about who I want to design my practical, everyday pickup truck, I would like a South African billionaire who looks like he's never lifted anything. <laughs> Over the weekend, Royal Caribbean's new gigantic cruise ship, Icon of the Seas, began its maiden voyage from Miami. The ship can accommodate almost 10,000 people and boasts a water park, seven pools, and dozens of bars and restaurants. What a Royal Caribbean cook up next? My guess is sexually transmitted diarrhea. <laughs> During an appearance on Good Morning America, Larry David shocked the nation, grabbing Sesame Street's Elmo, canonically a three-year-old, and violently shook him. Let's go over to Alfred, check the weather. Oh, and wait, 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 wait. 
Wait, 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 wait. wait. Larry David later apologized. Apologized for not finishing the job. Kids will now have their own chance to reenact the encounter with this year's hottest toy, Throttle Me Elmo. A snowboarder visiting Heavenly Ski Resort in Lake Tahoe found herself trapped in a gondola for 15 hours. In freezing overnight temperatures, the snowboarder, Monica Lasso, boarded the gondola to get down the hill at around 5 p.m. on Thursday when it stopped for the night. A job well done, said the gondola's operator. The guy whose friends froze to death in his backyard after watching the Chiefs game. Lasso's friends reported her missing, but she wasn't found until the next morning when the gondola started up again. Gone girl, more like gondola girl. Sorry, guys, that's the syphilis. Uh, <laughs> Said Lasso after being freed from the gondola, I felt very frustrated. Yeah, I bet. A gorgeous understatement. Disappointing visit. I will be knocking a star off my Google review once they finish removing the three black toes. Too much. A Japanese macaque monkey escaped an enclosure in the Highland Wildlife Park in Scotland on Sunday and was on the run for five glorious days. An official statement from the monkey reads, they may take my life, but they'll never take my freedom. <laughs> Said nearby resident Carl Nagel, there's been a daily epic monkey hunt going on in this village in the last couple of days. You would think we were chasing an international fugitive instead of an innocent monkey. Actually, it turns out the monkey had been hiding in plain sight as the most beautiful woman in Scotland. <laughs> And finally, a New Jersey animal shelter has announced a Valentine's Day promotion. In exchange for a $50 donation, the shelter will name a feral cat after your ex and then neuter or spay that cat. But for $25 more, you could try therapy. When we come back, it's time for some zingers. Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something I need to get off my chest? What is your outlet for working through the things that stress you out? Oh man, you know, I don't know. Pushing it down, <laughs> pushing it all the way down, getting it real down deep in there. Squish it. Squishing it, squishing it real tight. Fighting through it, gotta fight through it. Skinny jeans are for dads, fight it. You fight it, you push it down. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Not me. Not me. I'm running on rails. <laughs> Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Uh, I said to my therapist just yesterday, I just feel like I don't have the, the, the attention span right now to focus on some of these longer term issues. And she's mm. like, you found a way to say that every session for the past five years. <laughs> If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Everybody needs therapy. You need therapy. I need therapy. Tommy needs therapy. Mm -hmm. We all need therapy. Mm -hmm. 
Visit betterhelp.com slash love it today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash love it. Guys, it's been a rough year. It's going to get rougher and you deserve a little treat for not going insane yet. You could head to the local tiki bar and tell the bartender, do your worst. But we have a better idea for you, which is pick out something from the Crooked store. The store is stocked with tons of new merch. It's perfect for the spring. And classics like the friend of the pod tees that you'll be wearing long after the next administration or the next fascist dictatorship, depending on how things go. Pick up a new tee for the warm weather ahead, a mug that'll remind you to stay involved this election year, or a hat celebrating your favorite pod. Go to crooked.com slash store to shop. Welcome to stage. He's one of the very funny writers for this show and an incredible stand-up. Please welcome Love It or Leave It's very own Will Miles. Hello. There he is. He's got the that's a real that's a real Coca-Cola. I got a real Coke here. Yeah. That's a real Coke. Nice. So we're here to talk about zingers. Let's talk zingers. Let's talk zingers. You're uh, now contractually obligated to pay attention to politics. <laughs> so you know that the start of 2024 has opened a new and, in my opinion, exciting door to the more petty, vulgar, and uh, funny zinger. All yeah. right. Which is why we're going to pick the best political zinger of the year so far in a segment we're calling Political Zingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look. And it got, there we go. It's like, uh, oh, it's a debate, but, but Rodney Dangerfield is there, as is Jerry Seinfeld. Hey, you ever notice you can't get no respect? <laughs> this would be an interesting debate. Yeah, so we're going to rank these people. <laughs> no, I agree. Rodney Dangerfield. By the way, it's so funny to have Rodney Dangerfield on a debate stage because Donald Trump is the Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. He yeah. was the Rodney Dangerfield of that whole primary, except and he's like, I get nothing but respect. <laughs> For some reason. And DeSantis needs to go back to school. What's up, everybody? Uh, hey. Hey. Yeah. And, and, and Nikki Haley goes, goes to Caddyshack 2. But only two. Only two. Remember Caddyshack 2? And Seinfeld loves Pop-Tarts. Yeah. What? Yeah, sure. <laughs> B. He, he made a Pop-Tart movie. He made a Pop-Tart movie? He made a movie about Pop-Tarts. It's he did? coming out in May, yeah. What? Seinfeld made a movie about Pop-Tarts. Seinfeld? Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld, along with Spike Ferristein, who wrote like the last season of Seinfeld with him. Uh, about Pop-Tarts? a movie about Pop-Tarts. Wow. I think the teaser just dropped or something. Okay. These are the things I know, you know? <laughs> I learned politics from you guys. <laughs> and this is what I bring to the table. <laughs> <laughs> Here's how it's going to work. We're going to rate these zingers on a scale, and at the end, pick the supreme zinger. The options on our scale are Dean Phillips at an open mic. Mm. We're going to call you Donald Duck. <laughs> Cut from Gutfeld for time. <laughs> Bill Maher wishes. And two pudding-covered thumbs way up. Oh. <laughs> Yuck. Ugh, what does that quite mean? Is that like... <laughs> it's like a... It's Ron DeSantis. Oh. It's, you know, it's what it is. All right. <laughs> All right. First... First... Political zinger, it's Jamie Raskin calling it like he sees it when it comes to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Is pornography allowed to be, or pornographic photos allowed to be displayed in this committee room, Mr. Chairman? It's not pornography. Okay, you're the expert. I'm not an expert, Mr. Is pornography allowed to be displayed? It's not pornography? Well, you're the expert. So, what do you think? He looks, I mean... 
I could see her being in a stepmom video, is all I'm going to say. Okay. Is that not right to say? I don't know. She looks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, well, here's what I'd say. Of course, it's not right to say. <laughs> I think we all know that. That's obvious. That, that it, goes without saying. But, um, well, because it could mean anything, I also like it. Uh, like, he didn't necessarily mean that she wasn't born. No, it's if you actually break down what I I don't know, if you break down what it means, it sounds like what he's just saying is like, you suck. (laughs) Cause it's like, what do you mean? She's a pornography expert. Like she studies the field. Like she, Oh, like, cause Marjorie Taylor Greene seems like a lot of things, but like, I don't know that you'd go right to, she seems like someone consuming a lot of pornography. Like that's not in the, her brand is terrible, Yeah, but it doesn't include that. She seems like somebody who wouldn't realize how much her husband's addicted to it. That could be, that could be like a, like a a tough ask your ex-husband, right? That would have been, that would have really stepped it up a notch, but I think that would have been, that have felt, I think below the belt. Yeah. I mean, if that was directed at Lauren Boebert, that would have definitely been below the belt too, for obvious reasons. But I think, She gave a handjob. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she gave a handjob. She gave a handjob. That's a porn activity. At the it theater. Was in public, so, and it yeah. wasn't public. So what do you think? During Beetlejuice. I'd I feel say like this is Bill Maher Wishes, maybe. Bill Maher Wishes. All right, Bill Maher Wishes. It was short. It was short. short it was and tight. It, it landed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Didn't know we were going to hear that. <laughs> Trump flexed his nickname for Nikki Haley after New Hampshire. Writing on True Social. Writing on True Social. Nikki Birdbrain Haley is very bad for the Republican Party and our country. Bird brain. What do we think about calling her bird brain? Bird brain is awful. That is, and he's like a terrible person, but he's usually pretty good at nicknames. Yeah. I'd say like, they're not great, but they're at least something where you're like, oh, I kind of get it. Like, you know, it's like racist usually. And it's like, oh, okay. You're making fun of the race. Bird brain is nothing. I don't get it all. I don't get it. Does anyone get it? Has anyone ever been able to like, other than just like, oh, she's dumb. What is bird brain? It really shows his age. I've only been called a bird brain by like the oldest teacher at school. Yeah. <laughs> bird brain. She looks like a bird. She looks like a bird, I guess. In a sense, what? Yeah, I guess in a sense, in saying the way we all do. I guess <laughs> birds' brains are small. Is it like calling? Yeah. She's, a, she's got a tiny little brain. Tiny in there. little bird brain. What? Obviously, also Nikki Haley, famous. Smart. Some birds are, and that's such an important point. Exactly. Oh, you're saying so? What this yes. should have been like? He should he should say Nikki Haley, you're such a bird brain, but not crows who have such advanced memories <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that they remember the professors even when they're wearing masks <laughs> that have been shown using tools, and that actually can learn very quickly and can use a, a piece of stick to get a small seed out of a pipette filled with water. So n- birds, but dumb birds. Not like like an ostrich. Okay. Uh, okay. No bad ideas. <laughs> are ostriches very dumb? Is that a... They so are. They're dumb. They're more but, dumb than like a pigeon. Yeah. Okay. Because their head... Wait, no, no. I worked at a zoo and it's a long story. <laughs> That's the sole story right there. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, ostriches are stupid because, you know, their head's so high up. <laughs> <laughs> The giraffes of the of the bird world. That's People, very good. That's yeah, how yeah. I think about it. Yeah. Um, In anyway, that they're both sexy. Uh, so no. hot, so hot, <laughs> so hot. Um, I feel like Bird Brain's pretty tough. I don't. I don't really think it's working. Dean Phillips had an open mic. All Dean day. Phillips had an open mic. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to that man. Uh, all right, next up, Biden tag team Nikki Haley. Whoa. By- <laughs> 
You know, you would know. Yeah, no. <laughs> By ending a montage of her campaign Trump critiques with the sign off, I'm Joe Biden and I approve this message. Let's take a look. Nikki Haley is in charge of security. We offered her 10,000 people. They don't want to talk about that. I wasn't in office then. And we did with Obama. We won an election that everyone said couldn't be won. Well, you mean President Biden. So uh, don't put our country at risk like this. I'm Joe Biden and I approve this message. So so this is now Biden at his campaign speech in South Carolina made fun of Trump for for losing a step and getting confused between Nancy Pelosi and Nikki Haley. Now they're putting out an ads. I love a Republican attacks a Republican and then a Democrat slaps on a I'm Joe Biden. I approve this message. (laughs) I love it. It's kind of gold. I like it. I like it. And it's the Republican strategy of like taking the thing that people are worried about me having and putting it on somebody else. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, Biden's like kind of losing his mind, too. So he's like, well, so is Trump. Hey, 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 hey. He <laughs> I just, mean, see, he's Joe Biden has never he's not been. Losing his mind. He's never been stronger. I agree. Age, I agree. He's a fine fucking wine. That's right. <laughs> as long, until, yeah, it's a little oakier than you may want. <laughs> yeah, but it's but it's in there. <laughs> In December, I'll call him old again. But right now, yes, we yeah. just vote for him. He's Yeah. In December, he's old. Yes. Until November, he's wise. <laughs> and don't you fucking forget it. Everybody here remember? He's wise. He's spry. Wise. He's wise. He remembers everything. And he remembers every goddamn thing. Sharp as a goddamn tack. He runs well. Yeah. He's at this fucking job 20, 20, 17-4. <laughs> He can do steps. He can do uh, all the steps. <laughs> I bet if here's what I do actually genuinely believe. Wrap it up. <laughs> yep. Yep. I know. Oh, wow. I'm moving it along. <laughs> all I'll say is this. The New York Times had a thing about how you can test not just your strength, but your power by Ooh. standing up over and over again on a chair. And I'm saying I'm not saying Joe Biden would do great, but I'm saying he'd do better than Donald fucking Trump. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. This does make me feel powerful. <laughs> I'm saying it's two pudding covered fingers. I'm going to pudding covered fingers. Fuck yeah. I'm uncomfortable saying it, but yeah, I'm going with that. <laughs> uh, uh, here's Donald Trump on Tim Scott getting engaged. He's engaged to be married. We never thought this was going to happen. What's going on? I love it. I, I, I love it because Tim Scott is A, standing on that stage, and B, someone that is meant to be his friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he couldn't help it. Tim Scott is like, so my my grandma believes that Gary Owen, Gary Owen's this white comedian who she won't believe is uh is white. She thinks he's black. Just she's not gonna stand on him being I'm he's obviously white. Tim Scott is like somebody who if you tell me he's black, I'm gonna deny it every time. <laughs> like, Tim Scott is not black. I'm sorry. He's not I don't know him. We've never talked about him in the black community. <laughs> he's not one of us. I don't know him at all. <laughs> That is a mean thing to say. It's kind of good, though. It's not like a zinger. It's just sort of like a funny. It's a Seinfeld observation. It's like, uh, yeah. Why don't I make the whole loser out of the Tim Scott? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> kind of a thing. It's also kind of current events because, you know, we never saw the girlfriend. So it's like he's like, we never knew this would happen. And then all of a sudden there they were on the beach. I think uh, maybe cut for cut from Gulffeld for time. It's funny, it's, but you don't need it. It's in the middle. I, the middle. I would go on the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. But like a little to the left in the same thing. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here is Biden. Uh, oh, let's do um, on Wednesday. Nikki Haley's campaign issued a poster for the company. Grumpy old men with you guessed it. Wow. 
It's Biden and Trump photoshopped on the poster for uh, the Jack Lemmon, Walter Matthau classic, Grumpy Old Men. Uh, what do you think? This is top notch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really good. This is a good it's one. It's really it's good. simple and it's to the point and it's kind of correct. So I give it a uh, the top one. Yeah, it is. It's good. Putting, good job. Two, two, two putting fingers. fingers. And let's end on this, this incredible summary of Donald Trump from E. Jean Carroll after she was awarded $83 million of his dollars. He's nothing. <laughs> he is without, he is like a walrus snorting <laughs> like a rhino flopping his hand. It was, he is not there. That was the surprising thing to me. Um, just, I, I, do, you, do you ever see the movie Heat? Yeah, oh yeah. You know when uh, Robert De Niro says, because uh, I'm, t- I'm talking to an empty telephone because yeah, there's a dead yeah. guy on the other end of this phone. <laughs> yeah. That's that. Yeah, that's higher than two pudding covered. Yeah, that's the up. best. That's the that's best. That's by far. That's best. That's great. And so we th- I think we're going to declare that the winner. Yeah, got to be the winner. Got to be the winner. Because also, she also has $85 million as a yeah, result of that joke. Right. So. And that's, and, and you know, zing. <laughs> yeah, zing. The biggest zing is money. Right? All right. <laughs> and that's what we've always said. The biggest zing is money. <laughs> Guys, give it up for Will Miles. Thank you. Thank you. He hosts the cult classic comedy show right here in LA every Monday. You make this show so funny, man. Well, thank you. Thank so you. great. And uh, uh, on March 8th, Will has a show called Kid Haha's Playhouse. <laughs> Where is it? Just exi- it's here. Yeah. It's here. It's here at, at Dynasty, Dynasty Typewriter. Typewriter. So come check it out. Ten thirty. Thanks Go so miles much. Over. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. Hi. We'll Thanks. be back for the wheel later. And we're back. In celebration of Black History Month, welcome to the stage, woman who makes black history every day of her life. It's the scam goddess herself, Lacey Mosley. Oh, oh, hey. There she is. There she is. <laughs> it's nice. Hi. Hello. Hi. Look at look. Hi. Very, I like this dress. Oh, very pretty. Thank you. Uh, welcome back. Good to see you. It's so good to see you. Josh. So you great. Oh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> It's going so good so far. <laughs> Look at you with your leg up and everything. All right. Okay, no, I liked it. Okay. All right, let's talk about just just before we get into it. Where are we at on scams in 2024? Stanley Cups is that a scam? What, what's on your mind? Okay, so the Stanley Cup girlies, I feel so bad for y'all because I, I saw that they were testing them for lead and it was giving it was giving lead. <laughs> <You know? laughs> But I mean, like, what isn't a carcinogen these days? You know what? If oh, you, so if, important. If you already got a purse for your Stanley Cup and you got it, uh, you know, uh, you bedazzled it and you and you did the lamination, like, just keep going, girl. You're still drinking water. It's going to even out. There's, um, sometimes you'll, like, I feel like in California, there are so many things, people, there's so many places and things, like Trivial Pursuit style, labeled, hey, FYI, somewhere here carcinogens. And it's like, yeah. how am I supposed to live in this place? How am I supposed to move through the world? What am I supposed to do with this information? They just this parking you know. garage has just letting you know this parking garage. Uh-uh. Well, okay. What do you, should I not go to this hospital? I, I lived in a building at one point in LA that the elevator said it had carcinogens in it. And I was like, well, to the third floor we go. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah, what are we going to do? Then Stanley Cups, and again, I don't care about these cups, but the the company said, like, we put out a statement saying, no, like, lead is just involved in the process, and actually the lead is underneath the inside, so you'll never see the lead. The lead's just like, don't even worry about the lead. And I'm like, on the one hand, sure, 
On the other, okay, I find it hard to believe you couldn't figure out how to do this without lead. Like that's, it needs lead. You can't get this done. You can't make a cup in 2024. That Like I understand why Benjamin Franklin couldn't do it. <laughs> I understand why he thought he needed lead to make cups. Why do you, Megacorp, need lead? They just need to rebrand and be like, yeah, well, yes, lead, okay? Yeah. Because, and then they can make it classy because back in the Roman Empire days, like, they literally, like, rich people would have the worst diet. So they would put lead in everything. They would put lead in their water. They would put lead in their wine. They would eat the fattiest meats. And then mm. all of the, like, serfs and poor people would eat, like, vegetables and fruit and clean water and shit. So they just need to be like, you're living like a rich Roman. <laughs> Get into it. It's kind. Lead. Yeah, lead. Hey, is life so good? Well, what if it had little dancing butterflies all the time because you're losing your mind because of lead? Lead, let it lead the way, like lead the way. You yeah, know, I can, lead I the can way. I could do this for them. I could help them. Yeah, those, yeah, you can either lead, follow, or get out of the way. <laughs> um, hey, would you, do you think that, do you think that uh, Elon Musk uh, is the right person to put stuff in people's brains? As a, or is that a scam? Oh, Elon, you couldn't even put people in cars, girl. They blowing up and now they now they freezing in Chicago and shit. Like, and they're like, oh, well, this car isn't right for the all terrains. Because, you know, like with the Tesla, like if you're driving it in a place that's really cold, it uses more energy. So there's been this like surge of people who are either like at charging stations that are broken and they don't have enough to charge their car or they're driving and the bitch is like, goodbye, because they had enough charge when they left. And then they didn't realize that like it was less because it was cold outside yeah and they say don't put a tesla through a car wash like bitch what i can't take it through like the exxon mobil gas station (laughs) so no no chips in the brain from elon (laughs) absolutely yeah no chips in the brain i agree I agree. And honestly, it was that picture of him on the yacht that I, that really sealed it. That And people should not invest anymore. Because when I saw him on the lot, he looked like a dolphin, like standing up. And he was like <laughs> sucking in. And I was just like, what in the sea world is going on? You can't give that man money. Wasn't he also like kind of being hosed down by a different billionaire in that photo? Yeah. Interesting. And he was sucking in because he was puffing up his chest. And like as someone who has to suck in constantly, like you have to suck in and then like relax your shoulders. You can't just, because you do this, you're all right. Hey, look. Oh, man. His daddy said he saw that pit. The daddy saw his pit and was like, you ugly. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you got nine kids. Go look after your children. Mm. He has a bad dad. That's not his fault. As I mentioned, <laughs> I mean, Elon Musk has a bad dad. So one thing, it's not his fault. Yeah. That's just part what of it. What do you mean it's not his fault? It's not Elon's fault that Elon has a bad dad. Oh, it's not his fault that he has a bad dad. It is his fault that he is a bad dad. Yeah, generational Especially trauma. Especially in California, we got ads up everywhere, billboards that say, take time to be a dad. Like, <laughs> And look, as you know, on this show, we really believe that billboards work. <laughs> Now, as we mentioned, it is Black History Month. Yes. Uh, and so today we're going to be doing a Love It or Leave It cultural exchange in a segment we're calling a cultural exchange. I love black people! Oh my God. What Wait, the what fuck is, the is song? that? What is this? That sucks. Oh, <laughs> did... oh my God. No, they didn't Photoshop you and Nancy Pelosi. Oh my God, I'm town fan. That Not sucks. Not the that sucks. All right, fine. John McKenzie King Jumbo. It's great. It's great. Yes. I think I think I actually look really good in that picture. You really do. 
Honestly, I, I, those, those are my colors. You All right. consider it. I'm going to do That's it. That's real allyship. Fuck a black square. Post that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Let's get that on the internet. Why not? Uh, now... Now we're we each have stories we're going to bring. Now you are going to talk about the ongoing Nicki Minaj versus Megan Thee Stallion feud. Yes. I, and again, like I really don't know very much about this. Um, and first of all, should I feel bad about that? And uh, I believe that this somehow is has been somehow the Megan's law has been brought into this. Yes, what's, it has. Hey, what's happening? Okay, so I have to preface this with I almost did not take on this story because. Nicki Minaj has fans called Barb's and they are one of the most aggressive fan bases. They've been doxing people, anybody who has any dissent. I want to stay straight up that like the timeline I'm going to give you is from double XL magazine. Take it up with them. Take it up with them. Also, if you try to find me and dox me, baby, I am very litigious. I will find you. I am better than Liam Neeson. I don't need a neck chop. I will garnish the wages of you and your family members for the rest of your life. I am petty, capital T. Do not fuck with me. Okay. And that's not for y'all. I know y'all ain't barbs. But, but that's for the girlies <laughs> who might listen or catch wind because we know he's popping and it's going to be everywhere. So I just have to preface it with that statement. That's so sweet. Because I know where I am and I know who the platform I'm on. It's, okay? a surpri- it's a It is a surprisingly popular show. <laughs> And, and not enough people are saying it. <laughs> so um, the Nicki Minaj and Megan the Stallion beef. I'm going to take you on a little ride. And I, yes, I, I do have notes on my phone because I told you this is sourced. Now I do know it and I'm going to ask some tea, but here we go. Okay. So um, Nicki Minaj and Megan the Stallion, they've been at odds for a few years now. That is tea. Okay. Um, so obviously, like it really popped off this past couple of weeks on January 26th, um, Megan Thee Stallion released a song called Hiss. And that's where she really got everyone together. And what's wild is, is we're not spending enough time on the men. OK, because in the song, Megan is talking about Drake getting a BBL. You know mm. what I mean? She's talking about people standing up in hoods they don't belong in like a bad bitch. Y'all know Drake is from Canada. He is not one of ours. <laughs> I love him though, but you know, sometimes I'll be like, "Sir, what are you doing?" I'll be B- side eye, like, "What you doing?" A BBL. Um, yeah. So a That's well, cool. boy BL because. <laughs> <laughs> so a BBL, if you don't know, is a Brazilian butt lift. It's an extremely dangerous surgery. It has like one of the highest mortality rates, but it's where they will suck fat out of a your... Brazilian. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, look up Dr. Miami if you're curious. He got a TikTok. Um, but they suck the fat out of your stomach and your thighs, and they'll inject it into your bootay so that you can have a wagon to be dragging. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, the rap girlies really made it popular. A lot of them have the enhanced butts, which is wild to me because, like, God gave most of the people with my color some ass. So I don't know why we got to go overboard. But, yeah. It's gilding the lily. Happening. So, yeah, but there's, like, so many strays. Tori, Lance, she really came after everybody and gathered everyone, And but Nikki took hers to hort. Um, okay, so <laughs> this is when Nikki and Megan were friends. They did the Hot Girl Summer song, and that was 2019, and it charted 11 on the Billboard charts, which is pretty cute, especially for a little rap girly song. Y'all remember that real ass bitch in a hot girl summer? <laughs> no, y'all wasn't there for the summer? <laughs> okay, okay, I was there. 
And <laughs> so their beef kind of started in 2020 when um, Megan Thee Stallion did a song with Cardi B called WAP. Now, I know y'all know that because that, that made it to Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> that crossed over, for yeah, sure. Yeah, the wet-ass pussy, okay? And now that song charted number one and it went platinum eight times. And that's with Cardi. And if you know, Nicki Minaj and Cardi have had beefs for a long time. Like they was at like Met Gala events and Cardi was throwing shoes and shit. And they, you know, they've been, they've been fighting. So I think Nicki might've taken, allegedly might've taken that as like disloyalty. Hmm. So, because they had been cool before that. They were doing Instagram lives. They were doing all these promos. They were together. And it seemed really cute. So then after WAP in 2021, Nikki put a little shade in her song, Seeing Green. And she said, one margarita pizza with Parmesan garlic. These bitches thirsty. I can see why they alcoholics. <gasps> So she was talking about Megan. And then if you've listened to some of Megan's recent music, she's talking about how she was drinking more. She was depressed. I mean, she lost her her mama, her daddy, and her grandma in a very rapid succession. That's tough. And then she got shot. Like, damn. Let the bitch be sad. Jesus. Yeah, you could be sad. Like, it's o- And it's okay to be sad. It is. It is. It's got, sometimes you're just going to be sad. Yeah, exactly. So then um, in 2022, Meg um, followed, and you know the girls love to look at who's following who. I don't know how they keep up. I can't pay attention to my own social media. But she unfollowed Nikki (gasps) and Doja Cat. Wow. Mm And so then in September 22, if y'all know, uh, Nicki Minaj has a podcast, or it's, I guess it's a podcast, it's a radio show. What is anything anymore? Um, I don't even Queen know. Radio, where she gets on there and she talks, and she mentions someone. Everybody's got a her. fucking podcast, yeah. All right. Listen, I have one too. Yeah. <laughs> we, you know, this is what we do now. But she mentioned someone's someone, no names, <gasps> pressuring her to drink while she was pregnant, and and this is what she said. This is a quote. Imagine telling someone you didn't want to drink because you were at the time possibly pregnant because you were actively having a baby. Imagine that a person said, oh, girl, you can just go to the clinic. Well, that's 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 some good podcasting. I'll say that. Truly. <laughs> it's good content. But then also while she's been on the tweet rant for a while, she she said that like she wasn't pregnant at the time and that she had told Megan that she wasn't pregnant in a response tweet. And then she deleted that one because I think it was like, oh, that I was supposed to say that part. But it's just like. <laughs> it strikes me so far that these are two people that just need to go get a coffee. You know? Yeah. I think we should get coffee. Should we split like a little banana bread? Like one of those, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what's needed. And, and Not the- tweets. Not at all. Not and like, at all. Megan hasn't been responding this whole time. But anyway, to speed this up, so she does some more his song, or I mean, diss songs or whatever. And then Megan came out with his on January 26th. And there is a line in it that is really what sparked what has now reached national news. I was like, damn, now the, now the white people are in it for real. Um, Hence the segment. <laughs> so Megan said, these hoes don't be mad at me. These hoes mad at Megan's law. And so she's making a point at, you know, mad at Megan. They're mad at Megan's law because if you don't know, which in California, like Megan's law, um, Megan Kanka was unfortunately um, a young girl. She was seven years old and she was um, 
sexually assaulted and murdered um, by a neighbor in the neighborhood. And this person had been a convicted sexual offender and there at the time was no way to like alert neighbors of like, if you know, somebody creepy, nasty has, you know, pulled up on the cul-de-sac. And so her family and, and the law, like, you know, they made this law. So Nicki Minaj's husband, his name is Kenneth Petty. And he, um, was, convicted of assaulting a young woman uh, named Jennifer. I'm not going to say her last name, but um, like years, years ago, um, maybe the nineties, like, but he went to jail for, I think like five years for it. And so he is a sexual, uh, like he's a convicted sex offender. He's a on convicted the list. sex offender. So when he moved to Los Angeles, he, with Nikki, he didn't register as an offender right away, like in the time period that they give you. So then, you know, the LAPD was like, skr, skr, and, um, <laughs> you know, so he got put on house arrest. So I think Nikki took this as a direct shot, which is what led into this like spiral. But that's like true. And but, I can- so, but, but basically that was that she basically said like, oh, you're mad at me. You're with a sex offender, basically. It could be interpreted that way. For it could sure. be interpreted that way, and I'm not. She said no names. She, she said, said no, no names, names, but it definitely could be interpreted. And that's what that set way. this whole thing off. Yes. And now we're up to speed. Yeah, because also Nicki Minaj does have a brother who is currently incarcerated for assaulting a minor um, sexually. So there's like multiple. Yeah. So there's like orbiting. There's yeah, but a lot of people didn't know this. So I wish that. Nicki Minaj hadn't like gone on this tear because now I'm like it's on national news and like they're showing all of your husband's mugshots and stuff and like people didn't really notice other than the people who were like really fucking with you. Oh, and then to wrap this up, the quick button on that is that Nicki Minaj like has been on Twitter for like three days straight, day and night, like tweeting at Megan, tweeting at everyone. Um, and then she made a diss song um called Bigfoot, where she's talk. I guess Megan the Stallion is tall, so she well, also wasn't feet. she. Wasn't she shot on the foot? Yes. So it's also about that, like get on your good foot, <gasps> big foot. Yes, that's, those are lines Man, in it. I listened it to feels, it when it dropped. I, I would say, that. just from just just g- gathering all of this in my mind, it does seem like two women really going at one another for some terrible shit men did in various capacities. <laughs> just like, you know a man that did something bad? Well, this other man also did something bad to you. And this other guy did something bad to somebody else. God, I hate you because these are, these men are so bad. You know, when you think about yeah. it, again, just you split a, you get a walnut bread, you cut it down the middle, and then you kind of pick at it while you're talking, you know? And it's yeah. so nice because it's in the afternoon. It's not going to ruin dinner. You're still, you're not so hungry after lunch. You each get a little coffee and then you have a little bit of the, the just, a, just a, a sweet treat in the afternoon. We're one sweet treat. Diss tracks never made two people fall back in love, but- I don't think that there's any any walnut bread for the girlies because that's a shame. Like Nikki was putting out a lot of like subs that could have been for Meg or not, but like obviously this song was. And in the song, she uh, there's a verse that's like lying on your dead mama, lying on <sighs> your dead mama, lying on your dead mama. There were Barb's who like had tweeted out uh, the address of uh, Megan the Stallion's mother who passed away from um, brain cancer, like the address of her cemetery plot. And we're like, oh, you know what to do. And now there's like, this was on Fox News today. There's like higher security over there now because they're worried that someone might desecrate a grave or anybody else's grave. Like they, they dox people. <laughs> so just, like, just like two people in balaclava is about to desecrate an old woman's grave. And they're like, hey, do you think that, that are we toxic fans? <laughs> 
Are they, when they talk about toxic fandom, are they talking about us? Nah, I don't think so. Right. Let's go get that grave. Right. Let's go look <laughs> let's up go this person's information. Let's go get that rapper's mom's grave. Let's post this one person who put a video up on TikTok. Let's post their grandma's address on the internet. Like, why? It's just so toxic. And I mean, but that's not, I'm not going to allege, I'm not going to say that that's Nikki's thing, but the fans though. But I will say, like, the end of the song, Bigfoot, it scared me a little bit because I listened to it when it dropped at midnight because I'm nosy. And at the end, it's like, you need to apologize to your mother. And if you don't, it's like all, it's just like a spoken word at the end. And I was like, I think I need to sage my house. Like, and someone even put it to, you know, that scene in Scream where Drew Barrymore picks up the phone and is like, hello. Like they put that on like, you need to apologize. It's like Drew Barrymore like, oh my God. Like, you know, it's scary. It was a little scary. One person goes inside and puts the order in. The other person gets the table. Now this this wouldn't be an exchange if I didn't bring something to the table, and I don't have a winding tale of feuds and intrigue. What I do have is a single ad that I think is one of the the most unhinged pieces of content I've ever seen in my entire life, and you'll understand why I view it as uh, an exchange in this context. Let's roll the footage. It's Edie Falco from The Sopranos. Um, holding a block of cheese and a knife. Nice Jackie. Two men steal her cheese. Please don't take my cheese away. Please. They broke in. Please don't take my cheese away. (gasps) Oh! Please don't take... Please don't take my cheese away. Please. Can I please have my cheese? Whichever. Now it shows, it says on screen, cheese isn't your baby, but it robs a mother of hers, PETA, every animal is someone. This is going to play during the Super Bowl. I genuinely believe this ad is going to be responsible for the deaths of so many cows. Like, this ad is going to radicalize so many people. There are going to be people that are going to order fucking pizza and nachos because this ad is going to give them the idea. I hate this ad so much. Like, I can't think of something less persuasive than like, like Edie Falco, by the way, 10 out of 10 Emmy. Like I want to see the movie. I want to know where the cheese went. I want her to be like Halle Berry because she's been in tons of movies where she loses a kid, losing Isaiah. You know, she always loses a kid. I want to see Edie fight for her cheese. She goes all the fucking way. She just, she brings it. What was it like on that set? Like Edie's like, I need to do one more. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, it's gonna be real. This one's gonna be She's so like, fucking. Don't talk to me. Like, I'm in the. My cheese is my baby. My cheese is my baby. Yeah. Baby Bell. Baby Bell. But the 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 idea that like the the, the the during the Super Bowl during the you're not putting this during Fleischman's in trouble. You're <laughs> you know this is not airing during the curse. This is airing during the Super Bowl, like the nachos, wings, pizza event of the season, and you're gonna be like. Actually, don't just say that they're, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> no, I love it, John. I love it. I'm so sorry. I think it's like, we know PETA are stunt queens. They love to give us a moment. And I, I, I live for it. It's such fun trolling. I'm still going to eat cheese. I'm going to do my chip harder. I'm just like, I just think like, hey, there are great alternatives. You should maybe check them out. Not, you know, 
The goal is not to make people feel no, bad. The goal is, is the way. to they throw to, paint on people. They do I don't know. Ads. I don't think it's, it's a very fun. good ad. I think Edie Falco is a national treasure. She is. Thank you so much, Lacey. Thank you. Pre-order her book, Scam Goddess, Lessons from a Life of Cons, Grips, and Schemes. And of course, listen to Scam Goddess. When we come back, we're talking love. Nice. Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way. Sofas, recliners, love seats, everything is better in leather. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley, where bold meets durable. And wait a minute. Who's been finger painting on the couch again? That's okay. Leather is easy to clean. The new leather collection at Ashley is built with the durability you need for the whole family. Yes, pets too. Luxury is meant to be livable. Shop chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Guys, it's been a rough year going to get rougher and you deserve a little treat for not going insane yet you could head to the local tiki bar and tell the bartender do your worst but we have a better idea for you which is pick out something from the crooked store the store is stocked with tons of new merch it's perfect for the spring and classics like the friend of the pod tees that you'll be wearing long after the next administration or the next fascist dictatorship depending on how things go pick up a new tee for the warm weather ahead a mug that'll remind you to stay involved this election year or a hat celebrating your favorite pod go to crooked.com slash store to shop Donald Trump can't leave the courtroom, so just to rub it in a little, Pod Save America is going on tour. He's probably asleep right now, but if he were conscious, he'd be so, so jealous. The Democracy or Else tour begins in Brooklyn on June 26th, followed by Boston on June 28th. Then we go to Madison, Phoenix, Ann Arbor, and Philly. See all the tour dates and get your tickets now at crooked.com slash events. And we're back. Please welcome to the stage, memoirized political comedian, the Trevor Noah of my heart personally. It's incredible Dulce Sloan. Oh, thank you so much. Is this thing on? Yeah, it's on. Okay, we've got something happening. Something's happening. Hi, how you doing? Good to see you. Hola. How is everyone? (laughs) Hola. We did it. It's good to see you again. The last time I saw you in person was at Radio City Music Hall well, in 2019. Oh, with Stacey Abrams. With Stacey Abrams. I met her so many times. Okay. Watch your feet, everybody. I'm sorry? <laughs> the names are dropping. You know that? <laughs> oh, no, I was just because I couldn't remember. I was like, I know we were in a big place, but where were we? I truly could not remember Radio, Radio City, City Music, Music Hall. Hall. We did it right before the pandemic. It was like uh, in the end of 2019. Got it under the wire. Before the panty dropper. Okay. That's right. Now, uh, you co-hosted The Bald and the Beautiful with Trixie Mattel this week. Were you thinking, let's knock all, let's knock out all the white gays in one week? Was Well, listen, the white gays have done so much for my people. Um, <laughs> but also, we've done so much for y'all. So, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, how would you say girl, if not for us? Um, you'd be like, girl, girl. Girl, girl, ah, yes. So, <laughs> but I, it's, I love, I love Trixie. I'm a huge fan of hers. So I was very excited that I got to do it. Cause she's like, I'm so glad you're here. I was like, I'm so glad you're here. And that was the first 45 minutes of the podcast. Uh, was us just not understanding how the other one was there, but it was really great. 
it was an inspiration because like her whole like condo is like her studio. And I was like, okay, all right. Next level of success. <laughs> Got it. Now you've also been nominated for a GLAAD award for your Daily Show interview with Sasha Colby. Yes, mother. Uh, I am but- now a member of the House of Colby. You're welcome. Now, um, this show hasn't been nominated, uh, despite Why the fact not? that we've had path-breaking segments like, would you fuck this ghost? And would you fuck this alien? Which I think we're both very um, queer. L- listen, as a black person, um, I must tell you, like, because people really wonder about, like, do black people believe in ghosts? We definitely do. <laughs> so we don't fuck with them. Right. Uh, as a rule, if we know they're somewhere, we don't go there. Uh, it is a known real estate fact that if you tell black people a house is haunted, we don't even want to see a picture of that fucking house. <laughs> well, you should... I don't give a fuck who's in there. Unless it's the Holy Ghost, I'm not going. Give a fuck. Talking about, yeah, we don't fuck with ghosts. Aliens? I really believe in them. But, you know, listen, if you're going to be... In, don't come... Aliens, if you can hear me, don't come. <laughs> oh, you don't want them to come? I think that'd be nah. so interesting. White people would kill them. <laughs> right. No, for sure. Yeah! I uh, know, I but I mean, right? But 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 if they got here, they're probably smart, you know. And they'd maybe they'd anticipate that because they'd seen all our movies, you know, because the movies got there. Listen, aliens. What he's saying is a trick. <laughs> Don't let this white man convince you to land. <laughs> Stay in We're the stars, s- my friends. Hey, I just think you're like. When have human beings, upon encountering something unfamiliar, ever reacted poorly? <laughs> Why do you think I speak English and live in America? <laughs> right, right. I'm not supposed right. to be here. <laughs> supposed to be in Africa with sandals on. And yet here, <laughs> and yet here you are with a new book. <laughs> <laughs> here I am in America, being cold. <laughs> you have a new book called "Hello Friends: Stories of Dating, Destiny, and Day Jobs." Yes. Um, hey, as someone might, you know, um, dating. It's the best. Uh, what's <laughs> What's your favorite dating story uh, that's in the book? Well, one of the best boyfriends I ever had was a convicted felon. And listen, they'll love you because they're so happy to be on the outside. And he's the nicest, sweetest man. He's giant. His nickname was Baby Suge. And because I also, I mean, for a long time, had a real heart for Suge Knight. Um, Hey, man, sometimes you just need a hood-ass dude to be like, how you doing today? I'm like, I'm great, sir. How are you? Um... Because you just need to know that, like, if I look at somebody and go, him, you're like, all right, they might not see that dude again. And that's a lot of power to have. And I wilted it with responsibility. But I will say this. He, one day, um, it was my 25th birthday. And, oh, I just found out me and Lacey have the same birthday. I thought you were going to say boyfriend. No. Oh, well, that's. No, 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 no. Um, I'm currently single, which is confusing because my titties are amazing. And thank you so much. And so for my 25th birthday, my mother took me to the newly opened Georgia Aquarium. And everything in there looks delicious. And so I told him we were that's what we were doing for my birthday. He couldn't come because he had to work one of his many jobs that he was allowed to work as a felon in the state of Georgia. And he was like, an aquarium? What's that? I said, what? He said, is it like a museum? And I was like, yeah, for fish. <laughs> Yo, let me call you back. And then I had to just take a second to figure out if this is the penis that I needed to see again. Because he didn't know what an aquarium was. But technically, he was right. An aquarium is a museum 
for fish. You yeah, see what a, I'm saying? It's a museum. I, of right. fish. It's a museum. Right, right. It's I, a living museum. Right. It's What's a zoo. A, I'm about to say zoo is what came to mind for me. Well, I'd say a, muse, a, a museum is a zoo for paintings. <laughs> when you think about it. And, a, and in a, <laughs> Right? More like an arboreum, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe more of a greenhouse for paintings. Right. It's a... Right. A it breaks your brain, doesn't it? Yeah. It breaks your fucking brain. Did you sit there going, well, what is this? Well, then what is a zoo? It's a, a dry zoo aquarium. Or or a playground f- for elephants. So it's the thing right. you don't know. Is it a dry aquarium? Is it? Is it <laughs> like, it's just, it makes you go, wow. For a man that didn't graduate from high school, you sure have me in a tizzy. <laughs> and it, it didn't work out. Well, no, it, it didn't. Um, because he started doing things that were a little illegal again. And I told him, um, in the words of the rapper Monaleo, I ain't holding no nigga down, so bitch, you better not go to jail. Um, I told him, I'm not coming, don't call me, I'm not being helpful. Uh, and the day he told me that he was do- starting to do illegal stuff, uh, he took me to dinner and then we hung out. And as we were sharing our post-coita cigarette, he was like, hey, I'm kind of doing crime. And I was like, okay, we're breaking up. He's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why I took you to a nice dinner. Where'd you go? What kind of food? Uh, I, when I say nice, that was loose. That was a loose. Um, that was it was uh, somewhere that, that had a weight, but um, that's good. That means it's in demand. Wait. If they're gonna make it, people are willing to wait for it. Listen, you can. I waited many times for spinach artichoke dip. So when I was a kid, my dad used to say, "Nobody goes to Bertucci's. There's always a line." Who's Bertucci's. Yeah. It was a godforsaken Italian restaurant along. I don't know. Well, what a, what, I'm like, wow, New York is wild as shit. <laughs> but there's was, no Mex. I, like, I lived in New York. I know there's no Mexicans out there. And they were like, hey, we, we're going to get people in the doors. We need to name this Mexican restaurant after an Italian. <laughs> uh, isn't lasagna just a rolled up enchilada anyway? <laughs> Every, yeah, that's what, and, and, and that's such an important point. Well, I would say, Manicotti right. is a top. <laughs> and yeah, Bertucci's was like an aquarium for pizza. Yes. Or just the school of fish. I love aquariums. They're they're wonderful. I do have a story in the book about us going to the Tennessee Aquarium, um, which is in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And there is a uh it's very interesting because they have a um uh it's like a saltwater tank with all the beautiful fish that you find in the Pacific. And then they have a freshwater exhibit. And I don't know if you've ever seen a fish in a river, but it's brown. Yeah. <laughs> and they had in this particular summer, they had a catfish exhibit. And my mama and some country-ass white man spent their entire visit plotting on the catfish <laughs> to the point that they were almost asked to leave. Because my mama and this country man, he was like, listen, I got some fishing lures in the car. We can figure this out right now. And the girl working there was like, please stop trying to eat our fish. I remember when I was a kid and you'd go to the pet store and you were going to get like a bowl to have one fish in it. You'd walk past these just vibrant, beautiful rainbow blues and neon fish, which were the saltwater fish. And be like, no, 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 we don't get a fish from there. You get to pick one of these fish, one of these little brown or just a goldfish. You know what I mean? Oh. You don't get the fun fish. The fun fish are the real freaks who are going to like monitor the salt levels. You get a bowl that you clean with a brush. And in that bowl, 
goes just one dumb, ugly, forgettable fucking fish that'll be dead in six weeks. That's why you get. That's why betas got so big. Mm. Beta fish, because just like you can just put this fish in tap water, it'll be fine. <laughs> they had the change. Remember the original name of betas? They were Chinese fighting fish. Yes. And then somebody was like, "Hey, we should probably not call them this anymore." <laughs> This don't seem nice, but they're like you literally. But when you see the betas, they were all in individual little cups because if you put them in the same place. They it's would no fucking good. Fight each other. That's like how they renamed Patagonian toothfish mahi mahi, which was I think good for the fish market, bad for the Patagonian toothfish. You know, isn't Patagonia a mountain? I think it's a it's a it's a vest and a location. It's a south. It's a it's a. I think it's a region. It's like a right. oh wrap it up the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if I'm good for anything, it's a tangent. And we're loving it. I'm just here to help. Yeah, man, my book. I talk about dating. Uh, I've been asked recently about dating advice, and it just feels like the blind leading the blind. And somebody's got to be the dog. And um, and that's gonna be speaking. Speaking of blind leading blind, you know what? We don't, Brian. You, Brian. you, Brian. You said before the show that you wanted some advice. Is that right? Yeah, I need some advice. He needs Brian. some. Brian always needs advice. I always need advice. <laughs> you want advice about men? Yeah. From me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Also, if I went on a date with you in the past week, turn this off. Uh, I'm gonna keep this quick for Adam. Uh, so uh, I went on a date with this guy Friday. Hmm. We went to a coffee shop. Hmm. I thought it goes well. Who paid? Uh, he paid. Because uh, I was not gonna be interested if you didn't say that. Go ahead. Uh, good. I deserve it. Um, and so uh, we were talking on Hinge, and so after the date, I messaged him my number, and he doesn't reply for the rest of the day. Mm. And I was like, oh, I guess I missed the situation. I guess like uh, I liked him more than me. Rare. Uh, and I wake up the next day to a message from him that says, hey, you're very cute, correct? You're really easy to talk to, of course. Uh, but there was no spark. And I was like, oh. Okay. I was like, I did misread the situation. I take rejection incredibly well. Uh, so I said, uh, Okay, that's fine. If you ever want to go to a play, we talked about theater a lot, let me know. Mm. He immediately replies, I would absolutely love that. Oh, he want to be friends. Yes. Fuck that. So, so I say, well, wait, wait, wait. So I say, this is going to sound like a trap, but I have two tickets to Sweeney Todd on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Brian, Jesus I, Christ. <laughs> Just you were, hey, sorry. I have the floor. Uh, <laughs> I like Brian. And, and, he, and he was like, I'm falling for the trap. Let's do it. And I was like, uh, and then, so we go back and forth. I'm flirting about how I'm going to trap him on Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. He's uh, playing ball. Uh, and he's like, you know, Valentine's Day is really far away. Do you want to hang out before then? And he, I say, sure. He's like, let's get the dogs together for a play date. And I was like, okay. Is that gay for sex? I wish. <laughs> I have a lot of doggy play dates. Um, and, um, and so, yeah, sure. I was like, sure. I work from home Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And he was like, let's do Monday. And I was like, you are a little eager beaver for someone who didn't feel a spark. And then he texted me today, and then we have this uh, not date, doggy play date. I mean, we spent four hours at a coffee shop. He could have left at any time. And then today he asked me if I want to go dancing tomorrow. Oh, no. You made a friend, dog. <laughs> you made a friend. Legitimately. Okay. The man already told you there's no spark. So y'all want to, woo! <laughs> you made a friend. And please do not think that you didn't. I'm telling you, as somebody who just quit talking to somebody, who's been talking to me for months because they just, because I was nice to him in a moment. And he never wanted to see my lady parts. He just wanted, and so his dick was on my phone, but he knew that if I didn't see no dick, I wouldn't have kept talking to him. <laughs> because I wasn't. The last thing I need is more fucking friends. You work from home Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> 
I knew that's where you were going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> Producer Brian, everybody. He's your friend. Don't let him lie to you. Uh, Don't see his penis. It's a trap. Dulce's new penis. Fuck that. Dulce's new book, Stories of Dating, Destiny, and Day Jobs, is out on February 6th. And you can hear her on season four of The Great North on Fox when we come back. Black history. And we're back. Before we get to the black history wheel, I guess. Vote Save America is back with a brand new political action finder that finds volunteer opportunities specifically for you. You go to votesaveamerica.com, you check a few boxes, it will find the volunteer opportunities that will make the biggest impact from your state all the way to the White House. If you go to votesaveamerica.com right now, you can sign up. Uh, basically, you just answer some questions, what you're willing to do, where you are, whatever, and it'll start giving you the the things that you can do directly. Basically, we're trying to, we know people are getting a million texts and a tons of emails and it's very confusing. We're trying to make Vote Save America a place where you can go, sign up, and you'll find the best ways to donate, you'll find the best places to volunteer, and you can kind of use that in instead of being deluged with other requests that you're not totally sure how to manage. Uh, so, And Votes America just did a redesign. It's awesome. So please go to votesaveamerica.com, check it out, sign up. Also, airplanes may be falling apart left and right, but I'm not about to let it keep us from going on tour. We're going on planes. Because here's the thing. My ticket was non-refundable. Love it or leave it. We'll be coming to Washington, D.C. on April 25th for a show at the Lincoln Theater. Tickets are going really fast, so head to crooked.com to get those tickets right now. Okay. Dulce has graciously agreed to stick around. I'm here. Uh, Will and Lacey, come back out. Lacey and Will. Lacey and Will. Here, I'm here. Lacey yo, 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 yo. Come sit next to me, friend. Yo, sit next to you, queen. I thought Hello, it was slow. Hello, buddies. I, I thought it was. I thought, the, I thought the clock was slow. All right, here we go. Now it's time. For, we don't have time for Black History. We, got, we do. We got to make time. Well, we got each got one minute. On February first. Oh and the shortest month of the year. Wow. The show clock is. Here we go. Get that off the fucking screen. All right. Oh, wow. I love it. I want it. Now Frame it's it. time. We're going to elevate our uh, uh, a moment from Black History on the wheel. We have Sidney Poitier and Sneakers in the Jackal. We have the band's uh, death. We have Living Color. We have Bam Bam, Caller ID, and Call Waiting. The three to six months before white Twitter finds out what we're up to and makes it less fun. Method Man, Mansa Musa being so rich. Oh, yeah, Mansa Musa being so rich ruined the economy of Egypt. And the night Beyonce drops self-titled. And Dusty Baker and Glenn Burke inventing the high five. Oh, I love that one. All right, let's go. We each got one minute. Let's spin it. Caller ID. Is that yours? Yes, caller ID. So basically what happened, it's um, Dr. Shirley Jackson worked for AT&T, and she created caller ID and call waiting because if we know anything, is that black people do not like you playing on their phone. Mm-hmm. Now, she was the first woman to get a doctorate from MIT, um, and she worked for AT&T Bell Labs where she conducted research in theoretical physics, solid state, and quantum physics and optical physics, leading her to her two technologies, call waiting and caller ID, among many other things. Damn. That's cool. <laughs> Bell Labs rules. Let's spin it again. She said, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. The night Beyonce drops self-titled. Hmm. So, here we go. The... 
the day, Friday, it was the 13th. She made it hers. In 2013, Beyonce dropped self-titled in the middle of the night, and we were up, and it was stuck. Um, <laughs> nobody has ever dropped an album with zero promotion, and we were all on the internet. It was a clamor. It was a stammer. I stayed up. I watched the entire thing, and it was very like reminiscent of how artists used to drop music and art and everything at the same time. The album cover, it's black. The letters are pink. It's B. Say and so I I just had to give a shout out to her because like unlike YouTube which uh love y'all but um they colonized our phones our iPhones with that album and Beyonce just released it out to the world and it was beautiful and I also just want to say at the end because I've been talking about so much pop culture that there was a black woman who was uh very much responsible for the reason that we have gifts now and also a lot of the streaming technology that is on Hulu and everywhere else. So, black people, we out here. Black history. Nice. Let's spin it again. In STEM. Women in STEM. Women in STEM. STEM. That's so important. (laughs) Method Man is a cultural icon. Yeah, that's one of mine. Uh, Method Man is a... uh, Beautiful. Beautiful black stoner. So sexy. So beautiful and like, my wife met Method Man with me in the room. And I was not in the room anymore. You know, like, <laughs> I met Method Man and the world disappeared. Yeah, right. He's I, he is gorgeous, and he was very nice to me. Uh, I worked on this show called Gethard Show, and my dad had just gotten cancer, and he talked to me for like thirty minutes about cancer and his wife, and then he shared a blunt with me. So he's maybe the nicest human being in the world. Wow. And the then rules. he uh, I, he just expanded his career from rapper into so many different things. He's a host of a show. Which is Iconic like a, like a rap show or whatever it is. It's uh, cool. I never seen it, but it's good. I, I'm sure. And he smells good. <laughs> he smells nice. He smells amazing. Which is very big in the black community. Like you're like, oh, she pretty. Does she smell good? We're yeah. Very, we're very pressed about smells. We are. I smell really good. And he drinks good. <laughs> she does smell great. And uh, he drinks good juices and like uh, stuff like that. Like Styles P, Method Man, they drink good juices. Nice. Think about we got to drink better juices. We got to be Dog. drinking better juices, people. <laughs> Fresh gotta, let's spin it one more time. I would like to discuss Sidney Poitier in the film specifically, not Raisin in the Sun, <laughs> not any of the iconic path-breaking films for which he was celebrated and known. I specifically want to talk about the film Sneakers and the film The Jackal. We have a clip. This is from Sneakers. I'm getting my bag and I'm leaving. So relax, Chris. <laughs> Watch how he does this. I'll relax when we get that damn thing out of here. Oh. Until then, you stay. Here he says one more thing. I just want to hear is one more thing. Here it is. There isn't a government on this planet that wouldn't kill us all for that thing. Now, the reason I include this is because that is the dumbest writing in fucking <laughs> 90s history. That movie would collapse if Sidney Poitier wasn't in it. But if that's not even the best example, show the other clip. I know, we're almost done. I have to show this. It's important. It's for Black well, History Month. Russian Blackheart surely passed everything else to him, didn't he? Here, look. That's your phone number. That's Valentina's. You know those two at the bottom? Look at him. Look at how Look at it. The first one's the Russian embassy. The second one's... Son of a bitch. This is an FBI access code. <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right. The point is, Richard Gere is doing a fucking 
Irish accent right. in this yeah. film. Yeah. What is that? That movie is fucking garbage. <laughs> yeah. And Sidney Poitier makes the whole thing work. The man is an icon, sure, for other things, but specifically for sneakers and the jackal. The jackal. And, 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 All right, we come back, we'll end on a high note. Hey, John. Um, thank you for having your podcast. I listened to it for my five months. I was in custody. Me and my buddy Ronnie, we listen to you guys. And thank you. Made the time go by a lot faster. Take care. Hey, love it. This is Laura calling from Webster, New York, a suburb of Rochester. My high note this week is that after recently becoming a committee member of the Webster Democrats, I attended my first official committee meeting. I got to ask my congressman, Joe Morelli, about education issues and vote to designate candidates for the Monroe County Democratic ballot. I'm happy to report that we committee members found ourselves facing the best kind of problem, having to choose between several qualified, passionate, and compelling candidates for a single designation. Webster voter registration has long been pretty evenly split between Democrats, Republicans, and Independents, but it has also long been overrepresented by Republican elected officials. It's exciting to see that tide begin to shift, and it feels really good to get involved. I encourage everyone to show up to support their local Democratic candidates and to be vocal in supporting the Biden-Harris ticket in 2024. Papa Biden all the way. Anyway, love your show. Thanks for bringing progressive politics and queer issues to light with both humor and gravitas. Come see us in Rochester soon. Hey, love it, this Michelle. I'm just calling as I am driving back from Tennessee. Our sister went missing about a week ago, and we found her. We got to visit her today, and she's coming home tomorrow. So you're keeping me awake while I go home first. <laughs> Have a good one. Hi, love it. I just really want to share uh, my high note. I am a county child support worker, and I am getting to go on a plane to Washington, D.C. to do work on what's called our SAVES grant, our Safe Access for Victims Economic Security grant uh, that a number of states and uh, tribal agencies are involved in, and I I get to do all this great work because my uh, amazing wife, um, who is traveling with me, uh, gets to support me in this. Um, we've had a long battle with cystic fibrosis where my health was um, quite bad, and now I'm doing so well and doing grant work. It's just incredible. This is the first job I've ever had where I've gotten to do grant work, and it's it brings back my life. Um, so that was all. Thank you. I love you guys. I love this. Thanks, show. everybody. Call us with a message. Call us back again. <laughs> That's our show. Thank you so much to Will Miles, Lacey Mosley, and Dulce Sloan. Thank you to thank you, Vendelin, our tour manager, who is leaving after doing so much for us for the last couple of years. We're so grateful. We love Vendelin. We wish we had more time for thank you, but Adam Sandler needs the stage. There are 28. There are 2,875 days. That can't be right. 24 over 24 is here. Do everything. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. Yeah. Sidney Poitier never had somebody to cut his hair, but he acted so good that you thought his hair was done. Amen. Oh, <laughs>
If you're already doom scrolling, don't forget to follow us at Crooked Media on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find Love It or Leave It on YouTube for access to your favorite segments and other exclusive content. And if you're as opinionated as we are, consider dropping us a review. Finally, you can join our Friends of the Pod subscription community for ad-free episodes, exclusive content, and a great discussion on Discord. Plus, it's a great way to get involved with Vote Save America, so sign up today at crooked.com slash friends. Love It or Leave It is a Crooked Media production. It is written and produced by me, John Lovett, and Lee Eisenberg. Kendra James is our executive producer. Brian Semmel is our producer. And Malcolm Whitfield is our associate producer. Hallie Kiefer is our head writer. Sarah Lazarus, Jocelyn Kaufman, Peter Miller, Alan Pierre, Will Miles, and Mohanad Elsheikhi are our writers. Evan Sutton is our editor. Kyle Seglin and Charlotte Landis provide audio support. On the road, Vendelin von Schroeder is our tour manager. Stephen Cologne is our audio engineer. And Milo Kim is our videographer. Our theme song is written and performed by Sure Sure. Thanks to our designers, Jesse McLean and Bernardo Serna for creating and running all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast, and to our digital producers, Zuri Irvin, David Tolls, Mia Kelman, and Matt DeGroot for filming and editing video each week so you can. Ashley's Memorial Day sale is going on now. Shop our biggest selection of hot buys, cool deals, or shop limited time savings on new summer spaces. Plus, get 72-month special financing on select in-store mattress purchases made with your Ashley Advantage Synchrony credit card between May 14th and June 3rd. Whether you're redecorating indoors or rethinking your outdoor space, save big on this season's trending styles. Only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. No minimum purchase required. See store for details.